Well, hello there, family. Welcome back to another edition of Crenshaw Corner. I am your host, Sanchez Crenshaw and family. Oh, we got something special for you today. (laughs) It's already getting crazy. Family, welcome back. It's been a minute and we thank you for your patience. The Crenshaw Corner went on a slight vacation, but we are back and better than ever. So family, what you will not hear is my wonderful wife's voice this particular episode. As you can tell, the opening theme is just a little bit different than you're accustomed to. Why is that family? It's really simple. This is After Dark, baby. We are doing an After Dark episode for you today, and we're doing it just a little bit different. Family, for the first time in Crenshaw Corner history, we have an all-male After Dark episode. So family... First of all, let me just thank you. Thank you for listening. However you're listening, whether it's on iTunes, whether it's Podbean, whether it's Spotify, whether it's Google Play, whether it's Amazon Music, whether it's iHeartRadio, or on our own personal website at www.thecrenshawcorner.com. As always, family, uh, we consider ourselves an interactive podcast, which which means we can be found on the socials. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook, all in the Crenshaw Corner. And of course, you can email us at any time at thecrenshawcorner at gmail.com. Once again, thecrenshawcornergmail.com. Now, families, you can see I kind of rushed through that opening because I'm excited, family. <laughs> oh, family, I'm excited. Oh, yeah. So, family, we're not going to even do introductions because you know these gentlemen. You've heard them multiple times. They are a member of the family. They are some of my closest friends. They are family. So we have Jarvis. What's up? What's up, family? We have Daniel. Hootie hoo. <laughs> and family, guess what we don't have? We don't have any wives with us this episode. They're not here. So that means we are allowed to do and say whatever Whatever. we want to say. Yep. And we will pay the consequences later. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) So family, what I wanted to do, it was I wanted to get the men together. And once again, I wanted to have an after dark episode. And here's why. Because most men, if we're being honest, we grew up talking about sex since we could basically since we could speak we've heard about sex we've seen sex people have told us about sex we've had sex we've had sex (laughs) we watched it on tv we watched it on tv um we heard a lot of different things about it not all of it good right if we're honest most of it not really good right so that lead me to have a question because i knew how i grew up i knew some of the things that came to me I know speaking for me growing up, I had a very, um, let's just say, perverse idea of what sex and intimacy and what it is. So my question to you, gentlemen, is how did your upbringing when it came to the topic of sex, how did that affect you? How did that affect you growing up? And then most importantly, how did that affect you in your marriage? Because I know it played a huge part in mine and not necessarily in a positive way. So I'm just curious. So Daniel. Mr. Taco Meat, Mr. Chest (laughs) 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 Talk to me, sir. How did it affect me growing up? I mean, I guess the way I learned about sex, um, learning about it in um, elementary school, or I guess it was junior high school is when they have sex ed, Right. right? And fortunately, I was here because I had to, I got to learn about what it, you know, the birds and the bees and so... So learning about it in the classroom and seeing it outside of the classroom kind of was a little damaging because in the classroom, it's very formal. This right. is what you do. This is how kids come from. And then the, and outside, you know, watching Emmanuel, it was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. this, this is, is not what they told me in not, school. <laughs> they're Emmanuel. doing what they said in school, but the, the purpose was really different. Right. And, mm-hmm. and so that really impacted me because I had to now reconcile like, you know, what is it about? And I didn't have somebody tell me from a biblical perspective right. what sex is all about. And it's, it's, and so it really impacted how I looked at it and also kind of confused me a little bit because right. it, again, it was soft porn that I was looking at, right. you know, in my neighbor's house up the street, they just called us and said, Hey, come check this out. And they had Emmanuel playing on TV and it was like the, the music and just the lady. It was, <laughs> I was like, wow, I just got thrown into this thing. And um, so, yeah, so that's how it kind of impacted how I saw sex. Right. And so it was, um, yeah, interesting, interesting. 
Now, yeah. now Jarvis, it, I don't know about you, but it doesn't surprise me, of course, with Daniel. His he had the proper right education. <laughs> exactly, with no sex ed here. Yeah, you know, <laughs> he had the proper. We're gonna sit down with the textbook, and he, he had the proper introduction into it. And his friends up the street were like, uh, they were even in the sophomore. <laughs> How did that experience go for you, sir? It wasn't sophomore. <laughs> <laughs> So for my actual introduction to uh, to sex, right? The it was a it was a, a girl who lived down the street. Okay, and her uh, her uncle lived around the corner from uh, her her and her mom. Right, and he lived in a one room apartment. Um, and somehow. She was watching his apartment and uh he had a pretty extensive porn collection. Oh wow. <laughs> so she invited um like f- four or five guys and three girls. Oh. And we were all we just all went and like we I did, you know, me How me and my brother. We um we were probably like nine. Wow. Oh, so at nine we're having a porn party. <laughs> All righty then. Okay. Um, and she was she was probably like thirteen or fourteen. Oh, you had your older woman. <laughs> Which I mean, it, you know, <laughs> I didn't have her. <laughs> she just invited us all. So I mean, I can like see this scene in my head. Like I'm standing. Like there's some of us standing in the doorway. Literally, it's a one room apartment. Right. Like some of us are standing so it's like a studio. in the door. Yeah, and and f- like facing the street. Okay. Like this was literally like, you know, it it, it reminds you of a um, a street facing garage. Got you. But, but it had actual door on. Okay. It. So, okay. interesting. Um, it was really like just one room. Um, and we're all standing in the in the in the room, watching this video, and like none of us have ever seen anything like this. Right. Like. And so I just kind of remember walking away from that moment like, whoa. And, and, and you know, it, it, it didn't, like, uh, open up a desire. Mm-hmm. It was more like a confusion. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, what did I just yeah. look at? Because we're not. This is like Nat Geo. Like, yeah. well, what did I just look Cause at? Because it's not like with Daniel. Because with Daniel, at least with Emmanuel, there's a storyline. Right. You know, right. there's a plot. There's, you know, there's beautiful right. music, beautiful scenery. Walking on the beach. You know, it's a, it's, a, it's a date with benefits at the end. Right. 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 Unlike the one you experienced. No. It's just was... straight to it. Yeah. No, it had all of those things. It had a plot and music and storyline. <laughs> They're just all very weak. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the one where she was walking and just fell and then he fell and right, just, right, yeah right, right. like oh none of these people don't wear underwear. why am I wearing underwear nobody wears underwear <laughs> <laughs> and it just it gives you that it you know it gives you a false sense of reality like right. what, what really really happens with intimacy so yeah. and that's the thing I'm once again you and I are much on the same page you know we didn't have that life that dad you grew up with. <laughs> right. So I was calling him Mr. Soft <laughs> <laughs> No. <laughs> I, uh, I had experience. It wasn't a, it wasn't a group setting. Okay. Um, but it was, you know, a friend with the old VHS tape. Mm-hmm. You know, here, I got that something friend. for you. Yeah. You that real good friend. <laughs> right. Here, take this home and look at it. You know, and I'm in my room by myself in a dark room on a 13 inch black and white with a VCR. Wow. You know, the old school. Oh, you know, um, Kids, actually, first of all, kids don't even listen to this episode. But if you listen, ask your parents about a 13 inch. <laughs> They'll tell you about the 13 inch black and white. That's probably like the, that's going to be like the lowest, the last question they'll ask <laughs> from this episode. <laughs> right. But yeah, and so I'm, I'm in my room, sneaking in the dark and watching something. I'm like, you drops. I have no idea what I'm watching. Right. I'm, I'm confused. I'm intrigued. I have questions. I'll never get answers because there's nobody I can ask because I, I can't go to my mother and ask this question. You know, my father wasn't around and I really can't ask him. So I got nobody to ask these questions to. So now I'm just confused. Mm-hmm. And now and looking back on it, I realize for me, 
like you said, that for me, that warped my sense mm-hmm. of reality right. when it came to that, when it came to women, right. when it came to, because you said the word intimacy, but if we're honest, there's nothing no. intimate about it. None of it. You know, so, because porn may teach you a lot, but intimacy is not something no. that it teaches. That's true. You know, even with Emmanuel, that's not really, you know, no matter how soft core they try to make it, no matter how right. romantic they try to make it. You know, it's just animalistic at the end of the day. It is. Mm-hmm. So for me growing up, especially once I hit my, because that happened in my adolescent years. So once I hit my teen years, so I started noticing that I started viewing women a whole lot different at that point in time. Right. I I wasn't seeing, I wasn't seeing women anymore. I wasn't seeing a female. I wasn't seeing a person. I wasn't seeing a soul. I wasn't seeing intellect. I was seeing a conquest. Right. I wanted to do what I saw them do. <laughs> That's what I wanted. And I wanted, and for me, because what I saw was the women didn't talk back. The women didn't care whether they got satisfied or not. The women didn't care what the, it was all about him. Right. It was all about his, his gratification, his satis, his, you know, him being satisfied. Right. And he was done and he moved on with his life. And for me, I took that to heart. I don't know about you guys. I don't know about you, Jarvis, but for me and for me and for a very long time, that affected a lot of my relationships. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I think when you asked how did it affect your your, your relationships and your marriage, I think right. that was probably the biggest biggest way is that sex became about me. Right. It really wasn't about, you know, um, getting closer to somebody or right. connecting with somebody. It was about... Um, it, it was about me and then even with porn it was it was even more like it was more about um controlling my emotions like right. it was um it was something i knew i could do to feel good right like it was a guaranteed i'm gonna feel good like if i watch some porn and masturbate i'm gonna feel good like it put me in total control sexually right. but then it and then it also warped my sense of like you said like what sexuality was what intimacy or, 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 you know, what the act of sex should look like. Um, none of it was real. Like I didn't realize that the positions that they were in for, were for the camera, not because they were actual good positions. Right. To be in. This all about, and, and they, and they film it over a four or five hour period. Yeah. So you think they go on forever, but right. that's not, there's some, there's some cuts and some takes and some exactly. water breaks and some fluffing going on. And, yeah. Exactly. And so you don't you don't understand any that you know you and I Sanchez were having a conversation about the beach and how nobody tells you about how the sand gets everywhere. Like every yeah. They don't tell you that the first time you go into the beach. You don't realize like, oh, this sand is gonna be a problem. <laughs> and it's the same way we're born. Like they don't you 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 get a false presentation exactly of what sex is. Yeah. And something you said early Daniel as well, because you was like, you know, because the biblical aspect of it, it was never, because for me growing up, and I've, I've mentioned it on the podcast before, I grew up in a very, and I'm going to say religious home. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a relational home. It was a religious home. Mm-hmm. And so it was very, so we didn't talk about sex. Mm-hmm. You know, only thing about sex was you do it before marriage, you're going to hell. Right. Nobody telling me why. Right. Nobody telling me why I'm going to hell. Nobody telling me what it's all about. So now I'm out here just all willy nilly trying to, I got questions. Nobody will, nobody is willing to give me answers. So now I'm seeking for myself. Right. And I'm seeking in all the wrong places. How was it for you, Daniel? Did you, did you have someone having a conversation talking or was it just a friend up the street? Never. Um, I mean, I, I grew up in an African household. Right. Where your parents, you respect your parents regardless of what, I mean, our home was very strict. Right. My dad being in the military, my mom just, you know, very subservient to my dad. Okay. And I grew up looking at that relationship and just really, like, that was everything to me, you know. And then, and so for me to go to my dad and say, hey, or even my mom, it just does not happen in yeah. African culture. You don't talk about that. You don't bring it up, you know. And grew up in a Christian home. Like you, it was very religious. There was no conversation about it. So right. I had nobody to really go to, just friends that had some idea and then school. And so it wasn't really, um, there was no outlets to kind of figure it out. And nor, and I was a very naive kid. So for me, it was like, I knew, okay, this is good. 
this is bad. Right. And I was very, very, you know, it's strict in that way with myself. And I knew when it was bad, I don't need, because I'm thinking about my, getting my butt kicked at home. Right. <laughs> if I got in trouble, you know, so was, I, I grew up in a very protected home, very strict home. And so I knew certain things that I just could not do at home, certain things I could not bring up. And so that kind of isolated me a little bit because even bringing it up to friends or, you know, it's just, I just didn't have an outlet. And so, right. and then I had friends in neighborhoods that were kind of, I don't know, I, I wouldn't say um, they were real friends or just guys we hung out with. Right. So I didn't have any intimate friends where I was like, hey guys, let's think about this. Let's talk about this. You know, it was just really flaky. So no real outlet for me in terms of that. Jarvis, did you have anyone that you could talk to or bounce questions off of or anything of that nature? <laughs> no. <laughs> Nobody that was going <clears> to <throat> give me any quality feedback. Right. So, no, no, no. I mean, no. I mean, even like, you know, my cousins, we, we all grew up in single-parent homes, so you're not going to have this conversation with, with your mother. And, again, you know, my father was present. Right. Physically, but not necessarily, um, you know, engaged. So, no, we just, you know, it was kids teaching kids about sex. Really like, was, and that's how it was for me too. It was someone who has no idea mm-hmm. of what they're doing, right? No idea what the consequences are. It's like me trying to teach somebody how to fix an engine. <laughs> All I do is to change the oil, right? I, I can change your oil. But if your carburetor go out, I can't do nothing for you. You can give things you heard. You know, I heard if you if you do if this, you do this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm curious. So your first relationship. So okay. So we've all had similar experiences. You know, we had the friends that brought us in and you know learning things and giving us wrong information and and now we're trying to seek. We're trying to find. How did that affect your your very first relationship? Hmm. How did that affect? Well, I guess I didn't really think. I, if I think back to the first girl that I dated, right. when I say dated, dated, and I think about the first kiss that I had, it was mm-hmm. strange. It was like, well, you know, you see it on TV. You, you know, I was fifteen or fourteen or something like that. Um, I think about the first time I had sex. Right. I was sixteen years old. No, fifteen years old. Um, it was my girlfriend's house. Okay. And it weirded me out, you know, because it wasn't it wasn't like what you saw on TV. It was just, you know, we were both virgins, and so right. it was like trying to make it happen. Right, <laughs> was really the the thought process. You know, how does this thing work? You know, it's like getting a brand new car, and you're not trying to figure out the, the mechanics of it. You know, you've heard about it, you've seen the manual right. here and there, but now that you're in it, like, what do you do? And I think it was more. It was it, for me. It was more like this is what you do when you're dating. Okay. You know, you, you kiss, you, you, you know, you do, and then you do this, you, you have sex. Right. It wasn't anything. I wasn't thinking about Emmanuel. I wasn't thinking about any of that. I was like, okay, I love this person. And this is what we do when you love somebody. Okay. And that's, and that's really, you know, so it was, it was, uh, it was weird. It wasn't like you see on TV. It wasn't romantic. <laughs> it was just like, all right, we got it. This is what we do. Let's do it. And then, we did it, and it was like, okay, it wasn't very... Now what? Yeah, yeah, right. It wasn't very satisfying, I, I would say, because it was just so hard to just figure all of it out, and you had so many things going. And, right. Um, I mean, it got better as things progressed. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you... <laughs> Make sure you throw that part in there. It, it got much better, but the first time was not what I expected. Do you, you know? even Do you even know why you did it the first time? Because... The thought process was you do that because you love somebody. Right. Mm-hmm. There was no other like ulterior motive for me. There was right. no others. It was like okay, we date. And part of dating is having sex mm-hmm. with the people you date with. That was it. It was no. Because the crazy part for me and Jarvis, I want to hear you, that perspective from you as well. But like for me, I can't even. The first time I had sex, I can't even tell you why I did. Mm. I don't know why I did. Right. To be honest, because it's not something I necessarily wanted to do. It's not necessarily. It's not something I felt like I had to do. It. I'm gonna be honest, and I'm. I'm, I'm 43 at this point, so. And I'm sorry. I'm apologize to her now. If you listening, I'm sorry. But it lasted like 30 seconds. I'm gonna be honest with you. I was right. like, it's, it, I, I don't even think I got the condom on good. I don't. Right. I don't even know. 
So I'm trying to figure out like why, because I I don't to this day I don't know. Because Were you in a relationship with that person? I was not. Okay. That's the thing. I was not. She was. To, and when I say this, I am not being disrespectful. So please hear my heart. But she was just some random chick in the neighborhood. Right. It's really what she was. We we were not in a relationship. She actually had been dating my friend. She was she was one of those young ladies that right. she this for lack of a better term, this after dog, but I'ma still be respectful. <laughs> she knew a lot of people in the neighborhood. Right. We just leave it like that. Yeah. Right. So it wasn't and I just happened to be the next dude up. Right. And I don't even I don't even know how I got there, to be honest with you. I don't even know how I got in a situation. I necessarily didn't want to be in this situation. But I was in the situation right. Because I guess Because be. I could be And I felt like I'm a dude And I'm so And looking at my father And then looking at All the men around me right. It's like I guess this is what I'm supposed to be doing So let's go ahead And start the process right. What about you Jarvis How was it for you the, the the first time So I was I was Again Very confused By the 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 visual of sex Right Um. So I didn't really Pursue, pursue that Uh what I was seeing, like I didn't pursue it at all. I was in athletics and didn't really care about right. um, necessarily care about females. Like I just didn't care. That wasn't what my focus was. My right. focus was athletics, and I was and I was really focused on that. So the first time I, I had a girlfriend, I think I, I was uh, uh, fifteen, and uh, even then I didn't really care about it, but she did. Okay, so. How I kind of ended up getting into it, she said, you know, she kind of, I think she kind of, hearing what Daniel said, I think that was kind of her mentality was, right. if we're dating and you love me, then we should be having sex. Okay. I didn't care. I just liked being around you. So she was like, why don't you, like, why don't you ever try to do anything? Right. Are you gay? <laughs> when I was like, was she a virgin? No. Okay. No, no, no. Not, she, not. Do you respect me? Not do you care? Just, right, you don't you want to have sex, so you must be gay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Cool. Cool. So, obviously, I'm like, uh, no. Let's do it now. <laughs> As a matter of fact, right. not, not she to hurt your pride. Exactly. And like, and I, so the first time we're in the hallway of a hotel, like, uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Like, you know, and, 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 and to be fair, like this young lady, you know, um, she, she had been, she had been adopted and had been being molested by her adoptive brothers. Right. So, um, her view on sex was. It's already skewed. It's very skewed. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, um, for her, it was like, you don't like me if you're not like what you don't like. me. Wow. Mm. And that's a that's, that's a identified. whole different yeah. conversation yeah. right there. Oh yeah. man, yeah. yeah. So, um, and, I, and 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 honestly, I had been molested when I was young too. Okay. So I that also kind of scared me about sex. Just right. like the the experience uh, that I that that I had w went through was traumatic for me. So right. I was just kind of very um, cautious about my body and stuff like that. Right. Um, so I wasn't interested, but then when she posed that question, I'm like, Oh, I, okay. So if, if my only choices are to have sex or be gay, obviously I'm gonna <laughs> we're in the hallway now. Now we're in the hallway. <laughs> right. Right. And so, um, the first time was in the hallway at, uh, at a hotel. Right. And now I kind of like, I like it. Like I'm like looking for it and and I'm kind of like, okay, if this is what we supposed to be doing, then every time I see you, this is what we supposed to do. Um and so the second time we had sex, she got pregnant. Okay. Um and um and we had a baby. And this was 15, right? 14, 15. I was uh I was 15 when my daughter was born. Right. This is And see, and that's the part like your Emmanuel's and and your you know, and your Debbie does Dallas, and right. this is the part they don't tell you about. No. And this is the part, even you know, even if you do it the proper way, like with you, Dad. You know, right. you sit down with the textbooks and you yeah. walk through the physiology of. Right. But what they don't tell you is with sex comes baggage. Yes. Right. It's not just a physical act. Right. Yes. It's it's emotional and spiritual it's because lot. it's 
Because like with this young lady, she's not just bringing her body to you. Right. She's bringing her scars. She's yes. bringing her hurt. Yep. She's bringing, I don't, unless someone is doing something to me, that's the only way I must matter because of her past and what happened. Right. And they don't tell you about that. No. Even if they tell you in the school books, like, cause they told you, Hey, okay, this is where they told me, this is how the birds and the bees, this right. is how kids are born. But they don't tell you that could happen to you. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's a big difference. When they tell you that could happen to you, for me, uh, that would have scared me stiff. <laughs> what am I going to tell my parents? Yeah. You know, so now like, I gotta, what am I going to yeah. do? Now you I got to tell them you about to be I'm a grandpa. get killed. Yeah. <laughs> and they don't tell you about that. And yeah. like for me, because I can, and when I really have honest conversations with myself, from the time I started having sex into honestly, until the time I married my wife, Angela, it's it was that was a period of time it was never about anyone but me absolutely right? i didn't to be honest and if we're having a real honest conversation the first time i had intercourse is with my wife angela mm -hmm. and now understand i've been she's not my first wife though right, right. you know i've been married before right. right but the first time i had intercourse the first time i had a actual intimate relation was with my wife. Right. Yeah. Now I got a I got a kid before my wife. You know, I've had relationships <laughs> oh, yeah, before my wife. Understand. Like I said, I've been married before my wife. Right. But my my idea of sex and my idea of relationships was so skewed coming up that no one mattered to me. Right. That they were really just an ends to a means to the point that I had to go on social media some years back and just put out an apology. Right. <laughs> I did. Right. It's like for every woman that I've encountered up until this point, I am so sorry. Right. Because I was a jerk. I mistreated you. Because I, the sad part about it is like, I don't remember names. Mm -hmm. I remember faces, mm -hmm. some of them, but I remember situations. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like, because no one ever had that conversation with me. No one ever sat down and said, just because you're a guy doesn't let you off the hook. Right. Just because you're a guy doesn't mean that you can be out here pollinating any and everything and there's no consequences. I wish somebody would have had that conversation with me. Right. What about you guys? Well, I, I mean, for me, I, I tell my kids, the older ones, the biggest regret that I have is having sex before marriage. Right. Because when you look at what it's all about and at the biblical design of it, I, you know, the soul ties that I have sometimes well most of the times you know when they when those that past comes in and yeah. like you know it, it it impacts my relationship or it used to do more than it does now um impact my relationship with my wife in mm -hmm. terms of that i'm thinking about somebody outside of her right, right? and and you gotta you gotta bury those thoughts but to be intimate with somebody like you said you know having intercourse for the first time and having sex in a relationship and or true intimacy which is more than just the act right truly happened with my wife where because it was spiritual it was emotional i mean all of it tied into one and really understanding how that feels right versus like sex is sex you know you can do with anybody right but having that true intimacy with somebody where that is part of it right is a whole different ball game right. and for me if i if i take a step back and just rewind time I would save it for you know when I got married because right. then being able to share that fully body mind and soul with somebody I could just imagine what God's design would be in terms of that where it's just you're fully committed to this person and you're doing everything to be as intimate as close as one with that right. person it's just so powerful you know so so when I think about it, it's like, oh, well, I wish I, I wish I didn't, I wish I didn't. Yeah. But there's, God has restored that. And now I'm mm -hmm. like, oh, okay, this is what it means now. This is, this is true intimacy. And, you know, and it starts in the morning. It doesn't start at night. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. so. I, my mission definitely starts at the beginning of the day. I tell right. my wife all the time. <laughs> and the goal is, the as goal, much as we're guys, the goal day. is always to get in. Yeah. But, the, you know, you started early. You started early. <laughs> it's like it's like pinky in the brain. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing today? Right. Exactly. We do every day. That's pinky. right. <laughs> Trying to take that's over right. the world. That's the, yeah. I, so, so, yeah, it's the goal every day. Yeah. So, um, I'm, I'm curious, Jarvis. So, let's say if time travel was possible and, and you could go back to this version of you and go back to that 14, 15-year-old wow. version of yourself what conversation would you have with him? Wow. Um, 
I, you know, the, the first thing I'm, I'm going to try to contextualize sex for you. Right. Like that, that's what I'm, that's what I'm going to do for me. Like it's actually what I do with my sons is don't tell people that sex is bad because it, 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 it's not right. Even when it's out of context, it still feels good. Right. Um, but ultimately what are the results of the, the experience? And that's really what you want to be in control of. Well, what are the results of the experience? Right. And so um, at, at its core, sex is on a, on a physical level is for reproduction. At a spiritual level, it's agreement. Right. It's, it's a covenant. And so having that conversation with my sons that I felt that I needed was, look, if you agree with everything about this person, then okay, you could have sex. But when you look at the reality of who you are, you're not even sure who you are. Right. So how could you agree with everything about this person? They they don't know who they are. They're still trying to discover themselves. You're still trying to discover yourself. Allow yourself because sex opens up a whole new world. Oh yeah. It opens up a whole new world. You know, nations are conquered over over sex, like yeah. really over masculinity. It's powerful. Yeah. yeah. A whole city fell because of one young lady. <laughs> the city of Troy <laughs> fell behind one young yeah. lady. So yeah. Um Sodom and Gomorrah fell. Yeah. Over over sexuality. Yes, sir. Um, so it's a whole world. And so what I've told my sons is look, um, until you discover who you are, stay in your world, like trying to figure out who you're supposed to be. Right. What did God make you for? What, you know, how do you perceive the world before you open up that door of sexuality? It don't matter what your friends say because they don't know who they are either. Yeah. And then they've introduced sex and now they're trying to pretend for the opposite sex, but they don't know who they are. Right. So it is, 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 uh, again, I'm, I'm, I'm three out of four, <laughs> and that one who like, uh, yeah, let me see. <laughs> but um, uh, it's just really putting it in context and being gotcha. real and not lying about. I didn't. I, the lie about is don't feel good or it's right. not no, good no. or just that it's a sin. If it's a sin, why does it feel so good? Right, right. You know, but the sin is that it causes separation from your agreement with God. Right. So, um, yes, it's a sin, but, but explain to me what does, because obviously the world is telling me that it's fine. Right. So you telling me it's a sin is it's a, it's a million to your one. Dad. And how do I, how do I balance that? Yeah. yeah. How do I balance that? So I'm not going to lie to you and tell you that it, no, it, it yes, it, it does feel good, but it's designed to be placed in a context. Right. It needs to be in right. its, in its proper surrounding. Right. That's when it's good. Right. How about you, Daniel? You can go back to that 16-year-old version of yourself and what what conversation will you have with him? I try to keep it simple. I guess I, I, I'm about to have a 16-year-old son. What what, what am I going to tell him based right. on what I know? Right. Um, what I know now, but that he can digest at his 16 years, at his age. Right. And and what I would say is, is um, what is the purpose? Understand the purpose. Right. And what in what has what God has designed for what this is supposed to be right. for. Right. It's for um, a committed relationship. As Jarvis said, it's a covenant. Right. It's it's um, and, when you, and just really giving him an understanding of not, you know, that hundred thousand foot level. Right. But for his basic understanding is like, you know, what what purpose are you like? You know, I love what he said is like. Who are you, first of all? What is right. your purpose? What has God called you to do? Understand what God's called you to do as a as a young man, as a you know, as a boy, as a Christian, you know, and then t just walking him through the steps in every relationship as possible, as much as possible. Um, but really giving him a, a firm biblical understanding, and, and then really just being plain about the fact that it's sex within itself is good. Right. I mean, it's 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 feels good it's you know and then really explaining all that stuff to him so that he's not when it does happen in a, in a again in that context of a relationship he right. understands and 
Um, and also just, you can't isolate what you say. Like, I, I can't just say, okay, this is, we have to talk about the relationship. We have right. to talk about the, all of this. It's not stuff just sex that in goes, the vacuum. Right. Yes. Yes. You've got to yes. talk about all of that. You know, are you, are you pursuing somebody for what is your purpose in pursuing them? You know, so there's a whole package that goes along right. with it. And once I, you explain everything to them or him, then I can, you know, put it in context a little bit better, but it's, it's more than just sex. So one of the, the like, one of the things that the Holy Spirit taught me, cause, cause you know, through watching porn, um, through just kind of like having that fantasy mindset, right. I, you know, I struggle with how I looked at women, right? Like they were very much objectified right. in my, in my, in my mindset. Um, you know, I had to, the Holy Spirit had to teach me how to see women. And so for, for me talking to, to my sons is like really the most important choice you're ever going to make in life outside of choosing to follow God. Is choosing the woman mm -hmm. that you're going to pursue your purpose with. Right. That is the most important choice you're going to make as a as a as a man in life. Right. Who you so, like you said, it's sex is not in a vacuum. It needs to be with somebody that fits all the parameters right. for your for you and purpose in life. Right. Um. So, you get you can this is and this is kind of how the Holy Spirit kind of helped me to change the way I looked at women. You can have as many sisters as you want. Right. You can have as many mothers as you want. You can have as many daughters as you want. And you never look at any of those sexually. You can only have one wife. Right. right. That's, a, that's a very important choice. Right. And once you make that choice, that's the only woman you can look at sexually. And if you see everybody else's mother's who you'll never have, you'll never like look at your mother sexually. I'm hoping you don't. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's a whole different conversation whole, at that point. You never look at your sister sexually. Right. right. And you don't look at your daughter sexually. Unless right. you're in Virginia, but that's something different. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking, Virginia. I love y'all. Just joking. So um, you only get that once. So make that choice like, like it matters. Right. And everything about that 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 woman um you know intimacy should be a part of that 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 choice but the bigger the bigger part of it is is she a partner right. like can she partner with me on what i'm pursuing in, in life from for me it was the conversation i would have with that version of myself is understand that you come from an addictive family Mm -hmm. There's addictions wow, that's good. on both sides of my family. On my father's side, it's alcohol and drugism. On my mother's side, it's it's some alcoholism and smoking and things of that nature. So addiction runs in my family. Yeah. And for me, porn and sex became an addiction yeah. for me. Because like when I said, because even all the times as I was having sex, I wasn't having it because I really wanted to. Right. I felt like I had to. Yeah. It felt like something I had to be doing. You're driven. I'm driven to do it. Yeah. I'm I'm driven even though I could really care less about this what's on my TV right now. Yeah. But it has to be there. To be honest, and like I said, this is why I had to do apologies. I could really care less about this young lady that's in front of me right, right now. Right. Half the times I don't even know your name. Yeah, you're a means to an end. You are a means right. to an end. You are you are there to serve a purpose. Now please leave. Right. <laughs> because I remember, and ooh, so so sorry, family. And I'm so many. There's so many. Like you said, Daniel. Sometimes those images and those those thoughts come back, and I'm like, so if ties. I, yeah, <laughs> if I was the brother of this young lady, dude, yeah. dude, I put you under <laughs> right. for how you treated my sister, right. for what you did, for what I did to somebody's sister, somebody's right. daughter, yeah. somebody, somebody's you know friend. And it's like, yo, just understand that what you're doing, this is, you need to step back, sir. Right. Step back and think because what you're doing, you're so full of holes right now. Right. You're so full of voids and you're trying to fill all these voids and you're trying to fill these holes and you're doing it in a very destructive way. Right. Right. Because, because not only am I ruining my life right now, but I'm ruining somebody else's life yeah. because understand I was, I'm, I'm not the best dude in the world, 
but I was smooth with what I said. Mm-hmm. I can make you feel like you're the most important person in the world. I can make you feel like no one else in this world matters. You're the most important thing to me. I know the words to say. You're gifted I know, writer. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I know the words. I know how to say it. I know the right context. I know the right, right voice tone. I know how to do it. So I have you feeling like you're the most important thing in the world until. Right. Right. Now once the act is done. Right. And to be honest, I ain't even got to do it twice with you. I just need that one time. Yes, All right. them skills gone. That's it. All it gone. <laughs> now, I, now, I was ghosting people before ghosting became a thing. Right. Yeah. You know, the and original ghost. The original ghost. <laughs> and it's like, but why? It's like no, seriously, why, why, why was it worth breaking that young lady's heart? Why was it worth hurting that young lady? Why was it worth it? Why was it worth you being that person in her life? Wow, can I tell you the story real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Kind of, you reminded me of that story of this when you were talking. So I had this situation, and and you talk about if I was somebody's brother or father, the brother or father to a young lady. I remember a, a particular situation where I, I was at this girl's house. She told me she was a virgin. Right. I kind of didn't believe her, but I, but I kind of did because she was um, socially awkward. Okay. And we, you know, we had sex or whatever, and because it, it wasn't good to me. Right. Like, it was like, yeah, not only are you socially awkward, you're sexually awkward. <laughs> <laughs> I did this thing where I like faked my, oh, my aunt called me. Like, it's a family oh, wow. emergency. Oh, you did one of those. Wow. Like, I got to go. Young Jarvis would not come to my house. <laughs> not at all. I'm no, throwing please, rocks please, at Young Jarvis. Please, yeah, please that was I'm like throwing rocks. <laughs> and so to think about now, like, where that left her. Right, right. Having given her virginity, something she had been holding on to for, you know, 17 years, 16 years at that point. Right. She gives her virginity. She knew that what? Come on. She knew. She knew I bailed on her. Yeah. Like, no matter how the story sounds. Like. Yeah. Right. But to leave her there in that moment, like, how cold and cruel that was. Yeah. And that's. And that's something I wish that someone would have took the time to taught me. Um, I don't think that was proper English, but I'm gonna work. I'm gonna work with it. <laughs> would, have took, would have taken the time to teach me right. that because, mm-hmm. and I think that's the part, especially. And right now, I'm talking to the men in the audience. Right now, it's not just a one-sided affair. Right. right. It is not. It is not just you getting yours because there is another person within this. One thing I always taught my sons growing up is that you respect her even if she doesn't respect herself. Yeah. And that's something that I wish that someone would have told me growing up because if I would have thought about that concept of regardless of what I think of her, right. regardless of what she's portraying, whether, because once again, like the young lady, your first experience, she had so much baggage, so much pain, so mm-hmm. much hurt. She didn't know why she was doing what she was doing. Right, right, it right. wasn't because she just really wanted to be out here having sex. No, it's it's she tied her her worth to it. Right, that's for, right. For me to, I, because of what happened to me, the only way I can feel wanted is you have to be doing this to me. Right. And if we think about that, why why are you in this? Why are you in this situation? Why are you there? What's gotten you there? Right. And even I don't. And I say this even if you think she a hoe. Every hoe has a story. Right, Every, right. Yeah. Nobody yeah. just woke up one day yeah, yeah. and was exactly. like, you know what? I want to be a hoe. I just want to be a hoe today. Yeah. I done looked at the resume for hoism. Yeah. And I just want, no one does that. Right, right. There's brokenness there. There's pain there. There's hurt that got a person. Every hoe got a daddy issue story. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Just like every stripper working through college <laughs> and every hoe got a daddy issue. And here's the thing. Understand when I say this, that works both ways. Yeah. Male hoes and female hoes. Mm-hmm. Every hoe, whether you a male hoe or a female hoe, right. you got a daddy issue. That's right. And because, uh, to be honest, that's what tied a lot to me. Right. Because I was searching because I wanted my father. At the end of the day, everything for me when it comes to my brokenness all ties to one thing. I just wanted to be important to my father. Right. And mm-hmm. because I was never as important to him as I thought I should be, 
So now everything I do is to fill that void. What can I do to fill that void? Okay, you willing to get naked for me? Let's go. <laughs> let's go. Let's see if that fill that void. Right. That didn't. You go away. All right, let me try her. Mm. And that's I spent the majority of my teenage and most of my early adult life. That was my mentality. Mm. Just going out there and just trying to find something to fill a void. And once again, not realizing, dude, you know how many people you've hurt right. along that right. way. Right. You know how many right. people that you're their story. Wow. Yeah. Right. That you're. You're you're their turning point, right? In Where, pro- yeah, in the process of healing or trying to heal, you're hurting. You're hurting. You're hurting right. others. Yeah, that's that's a. Let me think about it that way. And go ahead. You said no, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. I was just. I don't know, family. I just. The reason I wanted to have this conversation, I wanted to have it for a reason. It's because right now, when it comes, and this is just my opinion. You guys may disagree. Please let me know if you agree or disagree. But the male species is broken in a lot of ways. Absolutely. Because we've been taught for too long that our worth is tied to our sexuality. That because we're taught that as a man, before you settle down, go sow your seed. Mm. Go be with as many people as you need to be. Go be, you know, a man is not supposed to be monogamous. You know, go out there and just go, 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 go. Not realizing once again you're doing all that, but you're doing that with somebody's daughter, mm-hmm. somebody's sister, somebody's right. auntie. Right. Is it worth it? Is it worth having all these bodies in your wake? Is it worth having all these broken hearts, all these? Is it worth it? I'm starting to think it's not worth it. Yeah. No, it's 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 definitely not worth it. Um, because, again, as you mature, you understand the implications of what you've done. Right. And. Um, like Daniel said, you have all these these souls tied to your soul right. and the the branches that came off of their life that you impacted from the decisions you made. Um, that doesn't feel good. Right. You know, speaking of the young lady that that I, that I mentioned just before, um, that lady's now a lesbian. Oh, was I was I a part of that? The hurt that I mm. caused her in that first experience with the man. Right. Did that impact that decision that I don't want to, I don't want to deal with me. Like, you know, I have to, I have to deal with that. Like, so it's not worth it. It's definitely not worth it. And then even beyond your past, how is it in your present? Like, how do you treat your wife now? Right. Because of all of those things or how you view sex or, you know, I, I think Daniel said, or, or, or I think it was you, Sanchez, that, that you know, in your, it took you to your second wife to really understand intimacy, right. not sex. Right. Um, and that it was the same way for me. Like, I really just, you know, D and I have been married for 13 years. I think probably, so um, it took to right before we got married because we didn't have sex before we got married. So we, we were together for two years. Then I got saved. And we stopped having sex for a year. Right. Um, the first time we had intimacy after we got married, after not having sex for a year, was the first time in my life where I didn't feel driven to have sex. Gotcha. Like there wasn't something pushing me. Right. Like be, prior, you know, I went through a whole marriage with, you know, if I wanted to have sex, like nobody going to sleep tonight. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> you gonna wake up and I'm gonna be. <laughs> Fishing my, be fish my house, stop swimming. <laughs> Nobody going to sleep tonight. Um, so it was the first time that I that I'd had sex, and it didn't feel like something was pushing me. Right, and it didn't. It, it felt awkward, like to the point where it was like, I don't really know what what this is supposed to feel like. <laughs> To, it, it was and and the funny thing was when we talked D and I talked about it uh, um, maybe a, a, about a week later. Right. She's like, I felt the same way. Like it just felt weird because mm-hmm. it was the first time we chosen to have sex and right. weren't driven by lust. Where it's you know lust is saying no, you finna do this like somebody like it's finna happen. Then it took a probably another. I hate to say it, probably another five or six years before it was like, uh, I understood 
that it wasn't about that I didn't take her denying me sex as rejection. Right. Because I I took it that way every time, even though I knew it, I knew she didn't feel that way. It still felt like rejection. Yes. Mm-hmm. It still felt like maybe I'm not worthy. Yeah, been there. Been and there. um, it 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 took the Holy Spirit delivering me to know you know understanding my worth and understanding that um, he gave me some cheat codes honestly <laughs> <laughs> to 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 understand that a lot of the times when um my wife was denying me sex it wasn't because of me it was because of what was going on in her head like whatever she was thinking about from the day and so he taught me to just start taking stuff off her plate yeah well uh, you've unpacked a lot there and i'll just say this real quick i mean in terms of just the way i grew up and what i knew sex was about and even from a biblical standpoint it's marriage and you're in a couple and all that stuff so i so three years prior, when we when we dated, we never had sex over a three year period. And I was about to explode. We talked about this <laughs> in the last episode, and I was like, uh, "When?" You know. <laughs> so we got married, and we had it. And it was awkward. But what I realized in that whole process, even in the biblical model, even if you're in the biblical model, that is in terms of okay, you're married, you have sex, you still have to go through that process yeah. of learning about what is oh, yeah. intimacy. Right. What is, and the Lord had to really, I mean, it took us a while to get to a point where it's like, oh, okay, this is what God designed it to right. be. Because still within that relationship, you're kind of like, we're going to have sex this day. We're going to have, this is what we're going to do because we're married now. We're supposed to do it. And if I don't get it, I feel rejected. Right. Is it me? Is it something I'm doing? Is it, do you not find me attractive, et cetera? And so I had to learn that even lusting after your wife, mm-hmm. that lust can re- result in those soul ties. Cause then you start thinking about, okay, how am I going to satisfy the need that I have within that I'm not getting in my marriage, right. you know, and doing certain things and opening certain doors that I don't need to be when I'm doing it. And so in that marriage context, in biblical marriage, I had to learn about what true intimacy really is oh, yeah. and, and really take the time to say, it starts at a.m. in the morning. Exactly. Right? You want to get in at 10? You start at eight. Oh yeah. Right. But you also just, you have to look at your spouse in a different way. Right. You know, and you really have to, um, it was hard. It was hard. It was really, but now it's like I understand kind of the whole thing in terms of what it's, what the meaning of sex is and what God intended for it and, and how, how wonderful it is in a relationship that Absolutely. is truly committed and so on and so forth. Yeah. Cause so. I, I think the part that a lot of men miss out on is that sex for men is physical. Mm-hmm. Sex for women is emotional, is mental. Like you said, and I, the same thing happened with my wife. If, if too much is on her mind, right. if she's thinking about too much, if too much is going on, She's not going to want to do that. She's right. not going to want to do that physical act. So like you I had to learn, okay, so what's weighing on her? Right. Let me take that off. That's the, that's the not tonight, honey, I got a headache. Yeah. That traditional line. It's not that her head is literally hurting. It's I have too much on my mind. I got too much. Right. I'm thinking about too much. Yeah. And that I can't think about that right now. And like you're saying, like we've been saying throughout the whole thing, uh, I used to sit under a pastor. He used to use the phrase till the land. Mm-hmm. When you're when you're uh, when you're planning, you just don't drop a seed and automatically you get a plant. That's right. not how that works. You got to work that land first. You gotta you gotta till that soil. You gotta do some things first before you reap the benefit of that crop. Right. It's the same thing. Right. And it's also doing it not for the purpose of just having sex. Right. right. If if only time you show her attention, the only time you rub on her, the only time you love on her, the only time you tell her you love her. Mm-hmm. It's because you just want to have sex. She's not dumb. Right. Women are not she stupid. Knows. Right. She, she knows. knows that trend. Mm-hmm. So only Friday night, Fridays is the only time you love me. Right. Thursdays, <laughs> I don't hit nothing from right. you. Thursday, you don't hug me, you don't touch. Oh, but Friday, right. oh, now it's all about me. Right. See, and that's, you got to understand the cheat codes. <laughs> so let me give the fellas some cheat codes. Number one cheat code, cleaning. Oh, yeah. That's the number one cheat code. Now, you can't do it too often because then you know it loses its effect <laughs> and it doesn't, work, it doesn't work for everybody but go ahead <laughs> true <laughs> now that's the number one cheat code for most men because if your wife is usually the one that cleans if you hit that house 
she she, she almost feel obligated. Like, I'm going to get this man something. <laughs> the other, so, and you got to use them in combination. You can't just use one cheat code. Right. You got to use them like, okay, this one I'm going to use uh, left, right, left, right, up, down, up, down. <laughs> but you, you got to use them in combination. So the other thing is surprise her. Yeah. Always be surprising your wife. Right. But you got to understand what surprises your wife. Right. You can't. This is the thing I love about God. He tells us how to be in marriage as an individual. Yeah. Husband, be this. Wife, be this. He does not tell us how to be a married, how to be a couple. Right. He doesn't say couples be this. Right. Like your marriage should look like this. He doesn't say that. Nowhere no. in the Bible does it define how your marriage should look. Right. It defines how you should look as a man and how you should look as a woman. Right. What your role is and what your role is, but how it looks, that's it's too many people yeah. to, to give yeah. you a formula for how your marriage should look. Yeah. So understand what your wife and what surprises her. So keep her surprised. If she asks you to do something. Do it. Just do yeah. it. It's it's simple. Yeah. Do it. It's the simple things. <laughs> Even if it ain't important, I had to learn. Just because it ain't important to me, don't mean it's not important, it's important to her. To her. Now, right. if I don't do it, and she's still thinking about it three days later, she don't want to have sex. Nah, <laughs> like right, right, she's right. still thinking about the thing you didn't do. Right. And so, so for me, we need to talk about cheat codes. Yeah. I had to learn all of that. In that, it was so much about what do I do to get there versus. What do I do in paying attention to her? Right. right. One of the scriptures that I love is like husbands live in an understanding way with your spouse. Mm -hmm. Understand your spouse. Know who she is. Right. So my number one cheat code, cheat code, is that right? Mm -hmm. Cheat code. Cleaning the fridge. The first time I cleaned the fridge, she was like, oh, you cleaned the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> Come here. You know what I'm saying? But, I, but that's in my home. It works for me. It right. worked for me. But I, I found out because I was tilling the land. I right. was trying to figure. And I, would, I didn't have any motives in mind. Exactly. Right? And it's different when you have that in mind versus like, you know what? I want to understand my wife. Yeah. I want to love her. I want to care for her. So Pay pay attention to your wife that's right, right. <laughs> don't don't pay attention to the instagram model don't that's pay right. attention to the chick on tv don't pay attention to somebody else's wife that's right pay attention to your wife right learn what your wife likes right every wife don't like a surprise or just a bow on your penis <laughs> that don't work for everybody <laughs> you talking about surprise right no that don't work for everybody right you gotta like you said and i, I love the fact that both you said this you have to pay attention to your wife it's right. about learning your wife and that That's was right. the hardest thing for me because growing up I tried to have a template I tried to put mm -hmm. everybody in the mm -hmm. same mold I'm going to act the same for everybody I'm going to say the same for everybody and I'm going to get the same result for everybody yep my wife taught me nah dog that don't work for me right you can't this what you doing this this pretty boy thing you doing <laughs> this licking your lips and that don't work for me that's hilarious yeah that that don't work you got to try something different for me right. that don't work so it forced me and that's the reason why like i said for the first time with her it's the first time i actually had intercourse the first time i had intimacy because i was forced to learn her right right she didn't take me at face value right everyone else good bad or indifferent took me at face value they believe what I said. Right. Mm -hmm. She saw through the BS. She said, that's not you. Right. And until you show me who you and are. your wife will call you out. Like, and seriously. They <laughs> and they will. <laughs> and they will. Go ahead, Daniel. To, to add to what you're saying, I mean, I, one of the things that I, I guess this is a cheat code for men, just because you're married does not guarantee that you're going to have sex all the time. Exactly. And um, one of the things you have to really think about is like, what are the things that you did to get her? Right, you continue because some men get married. And it's like I don't need to do the things that I did. I got her now. I got her now, and it doesn't work. You got to go, and and if it doesn't work, just remember what did you do to get her and do those things because that's the only way it's gonna. Yeah, you got to be. You have to be laying track, mm -hmm. not laying pipe. I said laying track. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be laying track ahead of time. You can't wait till you get to Friday night to start saying. I'm going to prepare for us to have intimacy, to right. for us to have intercourse. Like you have to be working on that all week. All week and it's not a, it, and Daniel says something that's really important. When you're fasting, you know that you're going to get a result from God from fasting, right. but you're not fasting simply for the result. For the result. Mm -hmm. So it's the same with, with, with your wife. Like, you know that you're going to get a result 
if you do certain things, but you're not doing the certain things for the result. For the right. result. Yeah. You're right. doing them for her. Yeah, because you love her. Right. And and the result comes, it just comes as a as an added. So if you if you really allow yourself to understand your wife and start to you could be working on you could be working on Tuesday sex last Friday. Oh yeah. Right. I'm working on Wednesday sex <laughs> on Sunday. I'm working on <laughs> like you could be setting up just be and, and, and ultimately it's it's the more you take things off of your wife's mind, right, the more free she is to enjoy sex with you. Because mm-hmm. women like sex. They do. Yeah. They enjoy sex. But they have to be mentally free to do it as often as you want to do it. Right. right. Yeah. And and you know, Sanchez said you said men, it's a physical, women, it's emotional. It's really understanding the difference between men and women as it relates to that. Yeah. Will help you guys, yeah. us. It's helped me tremendously because I, you know, me pulling down my shirt, no, it doesn't work for my wife. <laughs> it just doesn't That's work. Cute, no. That's right, cute, right, no. Right. But my refrigerator needs to be clean. Right. But men are visual creatures. God oh, yeah. created us. We see Talk why, about that, Daniel. That's that's why they market they market to us. Right, it's like do they when though? You watch TV. Hold on now, let's let's get real. You brought up something that, that really touched my soul <laughs> about these wives out here. Now, I had to tell my wife, "You my Instagram model, right? Right. So if you don't, I don't get to go out and look at Instagram models. Like, I don't get no porn stars. So <laughs> you gotta be that. Like, I don't want you in a flannel joint. I don't want to see that every like, day." No, no, no days. <laughs> like every day, I could go out and look at Instagram models and be very much visually satisfied. Right, right. right. I don't get that option. Right. You that option for me. So you have to keep that in mind. Don't if we go out on a date, I don't need you in a sweatsuit. Like, but, but that's but that's for you, right? And that because I'm is, visual. Yeah, you're visual, but that's for you in your context. Like, so. It, there is the, the modesty aspect, right? There's the, there's the aspect of like, okay, this is for you, right? But then we go out. I don't want my wife showing. No, for I mean, because we're out. Right. Other people are going to see that, and other men could have that. Well, a lot of men have that because we, we're visual creatures. You know, I don't want anybody else to trip up because they're seeing. So for for me, it's like it's like there's the modesty, and she understands that because that's. Right. But but it's really meant for you and for your eyes only. So outside of that and outside of the house, it becomes a whole different ballgame. Well, for me personally, for me, I want my wife to be the sexiest woman in the room. Now, I don't want I do want to, to you know, my wife is modest anyway. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, so even if she is going to be uh, the green dress, we'll, we'll talk about that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> really did the green dress. Right. Right. Um, even if she is going to um, be be sexy. Right. She's not gonna, you know. She's still gonna be modest with it, mm-hmm. um, but that it, that's for me. Like I don't want, you know. I'm right. talking about sexiest in the room for me, right? Like not sexiest in the room for Sanchez or for some other dude. Right. Like for me, right. what I find most attractive, right? right. But what I don't want is sweatsuits and jumpsuits, <laughs> and you know, every time we go somewhere, and I, I want to see you yeah. in a way. That I find visually attractive, like I'm like when we went, like if you was going on a date, you know, right. they have to keep up their end too. Right. Like you can't. Uh, when we would go on it, like you said, Daniel, whatever I did to win her, if we went on a date back in the day, like she would have put on something. Right. Like she put on that black dress. <laughs> now we go on a date and it's like you got on Jordans and a sweatsuit. Like <laughs> we dress like two dudes hanging out. <laughs> I, I think, I think we've missed that point too. And it goes both ways. Now you touched on it from a male point of view. When it comes to our wives, we have to do what kept, what got her. We right. have to do the same thing to keep her. 
Women are the same way. Absolutely. You wasn't wearing sweatsuits every day right. when I met you. <laughs> right. You know, you wasn't, when we first got together, you wasn't coming to bed in, in flannels and a muumuu. That's not what we were doing out here. Now all of a sudden, everybody comfortable. Right, right, right. Now you coming now, I'm itching because you got on the flannels every night. I'm like, I don't even, I'm just going to sleep. I don't even want to do this no more. And your like, helmet of salvation. You got you know your helmet of salvation right. on every night. What were we doing? Right. All right. Uh, we could do this all day. <laughs> But I do want to be respectful of everybody's time. So just, first of all, gentlemen, thank you. Thank you for having this conversation. Thank you for being open. Uh, we got to do this again. Absolutely. I kind of enjoy this. Yeah, um, Daniel, what's your final thought for the family? Wow. I'll, I'll divert to Jarvis' final thought, and then I'll, let me think about it. Final thought, Jarvis. Okay. Um, final thought for my man. The ultimate way to really open your wife up because you, you've really never experienced intimacy with your wife until you've got her open, got her, her, her mental walls down. Right. Is to love her. Like, to show, to, to deliberately show her that you go out of your way to consider her first. Right. You will find the best sex you've ever had when you got a woman that knows she is loved without question, she knows she's loved. That's going to be the best sex you ever have in your life. Cause until you've had just had sex with your wife and when she's fully open, like she's a, a flower fully bloomed, you haven't really, you haven't really experienced her yet. Love it. Daniel. For me, I think true intimacy starts with intimacy with God, you know, Knowing and understanding who you are, whose you are in him as a man, right. as a husband, as a father. And then that everything else drives from, is driven from there. Where you, when you have intimacy with God, your relationships are better, especially the most important relationship, which is the relationship with your spouse, becomes really, really whole and it becomes really, really um, just well-defined and there's purpose to it. And so that's what I would leave with you guys. I'm going to go to my final thought. I'm going to quote a great um, African um, prophet, um, Rafiki. And he said, let the past be the past. Mm. Um, gentlemen, we've all made mistakes. We've all have done things, have said things, have made decisions and made choices that given a second chance, we wouldn't have made. Right. However, the past is the past. We no longer allow our past to dictate our present or dictate our future. Make the pivot, make the change, and move on. Amen. That's my final word. Gentlemen, once again, I thank you. I thank you for joining us. I thank you for being a part of this. Family, um, this has been good, and I want to do this again. Absolutely. We're going to do it again. Thank you. So, family, thank you for joining us. However you're listening, whether it's on iTunes, whether it's Podbean, whether it's Spotify, whether it's Google Play, whether it's Amazon Music, or on our own personal website at www.thecrunchalcorner.com. We thank you for listening, and family, as always, Welcome to our journey.